Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, a lost it interview that we have found recently. Uh, British musician Dave Davies of the Kinks was our subject, and it, it's uh, it's from a while ago. And uh, Dave Davies, people know, uh, he and his brother uh, Ray Davies formed the Kinks back in the early '60s, and they were part of the the second wave of the British invasion. And a fascinating thing always to me about Dave Davies was uh, the fact that he was a guitarist that was trying to be innovative and poking holes in, in speakers and trying to get different sounds out of his amp, and, and a lot of it around distortion and making it sound heavier and a little dirtier, uh, which was cool. If if you remember, uh, Van Halen broke through originally with uh, on Van Halen, the first album, uh, with Eruption going into uh, You Really Got Me, and that uh, that was the hit off of that album big time, and and when that happened, uh, you know when that happened, uh, it put Van Halen on the map. But it was it was the cover tune of "You Really Got Me" that was written by the Davies and in uh, the Kinks. Anyway, here is our interview with Dave Davies. Dave, welcome. How are you? How are you, Frank? I'm fine. Did you realize? Way back then, in the early '60s, that you would you would change music. You and your brother, and the Kinks in general, would change music. Well, all those years ago, um, I was just a you know a wild, crazy kid trying to make my guitar um, sound different with a razor blade. I was cutting the speaker sound. I was just so excited when that. When I plugged it in and it came out with that great roaring sound, and like I didn't think ahead at all. I, I don't even think we thought about next year or the following month. We were just all wrapped up in, in the time. And it was a very exciting time, a very spontaneous time. So much has been said about poking holes in your speakers and. You know, shaving them or, or, you know, scraping them to give them that little distorted sound or very distorted sound for back then, that's for sure. Uh, were speakers expensive back then? It was only a little cheap app from the radio store, a few houses, a few, you know, up the next block. So it wasn't an expensive, um, you know, thing. It was... Um, I just did it for experimentation. I was interested in science and electrical things and pickups and um, guitars, anything electronic. How about your family? Other than Ray, uh, were any of your family members into music? Yeah, I mean, my dad played banjo, and they, they in their in their younger times. In the younger, the younger, younger days, they, they liked the Baldeville and and uh, Al Bowley and people like that. And 
six older sisters that, that introduced us to a lot of different music, from Fat Domino to Hank Williams, and Paul Elders, of course, Eddie Cockburn, Country and Western, you know, all, all kinds of music. We know a lot about the Beatles being influenced by Lonnie Donegan and Skiffle in general. Did you have any interest in either Lonnie Donegan or Skiffle, or did did anyone in the band? Yes, we were big fans of Lonnie Donegan. And actually, in fact, it was Lonnie who, who really introduced the Brits to, to people like Led, Led Belly. He, he covered songs like Rock Island Line, and so it was kind of a mixture of blues and and folk, and we called it a skiffle. In the late 50s, it was called skiffle. Maybe you can explain to people what skiffle is. A lot of people might not understand it and where it came from and how it originated. It was like a very pivotal genre of music, and it grew out of um, uh, folk music, really, but incorporate a lot of elements of the American blues, black blues, and also inherited uh, qualities of like Dixieland jazz because uh, there were a lot of Dixieland-style jazz bands in the early 50s. And like um, Skiffle was like a homemade kind of music. It was like they... Very cheap instruments like a, a fiddle or a, a bass would, would have been made out with tea chest, with a broomstick, and a piece of string to get a thumping bass type sound. So it's a very kind of low budget type form of oak meets gears, blues meets Dixieland. So, and Lonnie was Lonnie Donegan was a was a really important influence. Your band, the Kinks, were responsible for creating a, a a big hit for a band that was that was breaking out in the late seventies here in America, and, and that was Van Halen. And you really got me. Was the song that really put them on the map? I remember being at a, a concert at the Nassau Coliseum when I was like twelve years old. And it was an Aerosmith concert, and when Eruption, the big solo that put Van Halen on the map as a guitarist, when that came on, the place exploded. And then as soon as Eruption's over, as we know, it goes into your song, You Really Got Me. It must be impressive looking back, seeing what you guys have done, but also being that much of an influence on Van Halen and what they did with their career and how they influenced the next generation. Yeah, but it was interesting because um, Van Halen uh, virtually built their, their career on the back of our career, which was fine, but, but they were very heavily influenced by our music and um, and Gavantum but, um, yeah, I mean, we inspired a, a lot, lot of musicians, a lot of bands over the years. Dave, who 
who inspired you? Who influenced you as a as a young man, as a musician, as a guitar player? Who do you point to that that stand out as an influence? I suppose the Beatles influenced everybody to an extent that they were more kind of poppy, you know, their songs were structured more like pop music. We were looking for something different, and there was, um, of course, I grew up and started learning guitar when I heard Eddie Cochran and uh, people like that, and Chuck Berry was a huge, huge influence. On me and my whole generation, musicians. And uh, but in London at the time, we kind of we were kind of like what we called an R&B band. We played Jack Berry and some old blues music, Sleepy John Estes, and and the people doing these songs. And so, but there were a few bands around our late when we were starting. There's a band band called the Down Downline Estate. And then when we got on more into the music, we became good friends with the Yardbirds, the original Yardbirds, all the Yardbirds band with Jack Beck. And I was a good friend with Jack Beck at the time. And Did you have a relationship with the Yardbirds? And if so, what was that relationship? I didn't didn't know, really know them until I had a hair. We really had had a hit where you really got me, and they were on a tour with us, and um, we got to know them really well, and um, and uh, they were really nice guys, good people. We we got them well. Who in the Yardbirds did you hit it off best with? Uh, was it Jeff Beck? Yeah, we got them with Jeff Beck. All the guys, really. Uh, Keith, the singer, was a really sweet guy. Great art player, great singer. I mean, good bands. I've always heard the story where you and your brother and your family performed and played music in in a certain part of the house. Beyond that, when was the first time you remembered playing live in front of an audience other than your family? Well, what we did was we used to play music in. In my in my mum's front room, where we had parties and wedding receptions, where everything seemed to happen important happened, and um, we we put together. You really, really got me in that house. But one of the first times me and Ray ever played together was um, in the pub opposite the house, Six Month Terrace, and it was. Um, the Clissold Arms pub. We played in there, me and Ray, as a duo, and we did some track and track and just, you know, bench stuff. So that was probably the first time. And that actual fact of my, my latest album, Ripping Up Time, a, a track on it I call Frank Rome, which is about those years when we played together in the front room and we were learning guitar things. You Really Got Me was a big hit for you as it was for Van Halen over a decade later. When it when you first wrote it, when it first came out, 
was it something you thought would take off? Yeah, I think when well, I played these two notes on the piano, you know, the, the riff, and I was experimenting with my guitar amp, and I cut the speaker with razor blades, and I plugged it in and played the same riff, and then Gray went away, away and wrote a few lyrics, and um, there you have it. You, we had, you really got me. It all happened very um, quickly. I had a brother, I have a brother who's two and a half years older than me, and one of the big advantages of that when I was growing up is, is his record collection. He had a tremendous record collection, and, you know, I could steal from it, borrow it, you know, of course. We were in the same room, you can't know where to steal. But did you have siblings that were into rock music? Yeah, I, yeah they brought a lot of music to the house, into the house. But everything from South Pacific and Doris Day to um, Elvis to Perry Como to Frank Sinatra to Patrick Domino. Patrick Domino was a very popular guy in David's house. And then later on, Chuck Berry was a big influence. Being the younger brother, was your older brother... Competitive or cooperative? No, I think that we both loved music and the guitar especially so much that we were, you know, we encouraged each other. And that's how we really formed a band. We became friends with Pete Quaife at school. He was in Ray's class at school. And it's really the three of us that often played together and, of course, learned from each other. At what point did you figure you could actually make a living off of rock music? Yeah, I think our parents were very supportive of us playing and getting on. And, uh, you know, it was my mum that, that put a down payment on my first guitar, the Harmony Meteor, which was the first guitar I had. And it was a guitar I played on You Really Got Me on the record. And I think we didn't really take ourselves too seriously until after we had a couple of hits and then we realized that, you know, it could be a, a big thing. Do you still have in your possession your first guitar? No. I must have exchanged it for a, a Gibson or an Epiphone like after, after a, year, a year or so. Do you think there's any way to trace where that guitar might be now? I think it would have been to a music store in exchange for a new guitar, an Epiphone or something. Where do you live now? Are you in the UK or are you here in the United States? Well, I've been staying in, in New Jersey the last year, on and off. But I commute really backwards and forwards uh, to London quite a lot. And um, I spent um, the summer in... Los Angeles, where I finished my, where I recorded my album, Ripping Up Time. So, yeah, I get, I'm, I still go backwards and forwards. Dave, are you the type that keeps statistics of any kind, uh, such as how many albums, how many recordings, how many songs written? Uh, are you the type that keeps those kind of statistics? No, I don't know. I don't know how many solo records, maybe seven or eight. 
What's a, a regular year like for you? How many shows would you ideally play in a year if you could just wave a wand and play the amount of shows you want? Well, I, at the moment, I've just, you know, we, the, the, my new album, Ripping Up Time, is out this week. And I'm doing lots of promotion in the area in New York and on the internet and everywhere. And, um,. I'll be touring in November in Chicago, Milwaukee, and New York, and Boston. And um, and I hope to do some shows in in UK in spring. When you record now, do you formally go into a studio, or do you have your own home setup? Well, how I record, it, it differs. It varies depending on the project. With my latest project, Ripping Up Time, I flew to LA and, and recorded it with a, uh, a friend of mine, David Naughty, who I've known for years, and he's got a, a studio in his house. We recorded it there, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and he was great to work with. And of course, I re- recorded a few songs with my son, Russ, who's, um, you know, he's a fantastic musician and composer in his own right. Let me remind folks who were hearing and who I'm talking to, uh, Dave Davies of the Kinks, the legendary Kinks, is our very special guest. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Dave Davies is our very special guest. Another reminder, Dave Davies of the Kinks, guitarist of the Kinks, brother of Ray Davies, is our very special guest. Dave, do you have a website? Hang on a sec. What's the best website on Facebook? Where you can get me on my artist page. And Dave. Oh, yeah. If you just go to davedavid.com, it'll have all the, the relevant links to Twitter and Facebook and, and all the relevant links. Do you have a difficult time keeping up with social media? Well, I have helped. I've, uh, the record company are helping me, and I have a personal assistant that helps me, the beautiful Rebecca. And, and so, yeah, I have the record company have been great helping me. And, um, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I like the internet. Well, listen, you've had an amazing career, and it's still going. Absolutely thrilled to talk to you here, and hopefully we can speak to you again real soon. What can you leave us with, and what are you expecting in the near future, next year coming up and beyond that? Oh, I have no idea. I just hope I'm still here for 2016. I'm looking forward to this new my new album, Ripping Up Time, and um, hopefully me and Ray can get together and try and do a jinx thing. We'll see. I mean, um, who knows what the future will bring. I mean, 50 years ago, I in no way envisaged um, me still talking about you really got me 50 years on. 
I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Dave Davies has been our very special guest. And, of course, uh, from the legendary Kinks. And what a career, a witness to history, and an amazing life Dave Davies has had. Oh, great. Cool. Thanks, Frank. Hope the show goes well. Good luck to you. Again, Frank McKay signing off. Dave Davies, guitarist of the Kinks, has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.